Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast hoping not to lose Ryan to the portal. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who once transferred. That is me, Ryan Newman. And by the other brother who stayed put. That's me, Trey Newman. All right, on today's episode, we have five big questions to answer about the transfer portal uh, for 2021. Uh, of course, there's still some good players left in the portal, and we'll get to that at the end as well. Uh, but let's start. Actually, before we even get into to our questions here, Trey, what uh, we just kind of had a little bit of news uh, come out about that will affect transfers in 2021. What was that? Yeah, I mean, we've kind of known most of the offseason that it seems inevitable that There'll be a one-time transfer rule for immediate eligibility this upcoming year, but we were just looking and we saw a tweet from Brian Fisher saying, source, the NCAA is moving forward with one-time transfers. The D1 Council will vote on a waiver to allow these transfers for the upcoming year at their April meeting after the Final Four. So, you know, we're going to kind of go with the assumption today on most of these players we talk about that they will be eligible next year uh, based on, on yeah. this news. Okay. Uh, so first question here. Who are the biggest winners in the transfer portal? So we'll go, uh, one by one, no particular, no particular order, but Ryan, yeah. who's, uh, who's your first one? My first one is Florida, uh, the Gators here. Um, you know, obviously if they had, uh, hung on to, uh, Eric Gilbert, then they would be an, ex- uh, they would be the cream of the crop on this one for sure. Yeah. Uh, for the LSU tight end that had a great year. Um, but, uh, they still have some key pieces coming in, uh, running back to Marcus Bowman. He's transferring in from Clemson. He was a five-star uh, last year's uh, recruiting cycle. Didn't get much PT behind uh, Travis Etienne. Um, but he, he could come in and have a huge role uh, at Florida State just with the amount of talent that he has. So uh, that's a big get for them. And then they also got two uh, big D tackles from uh, some big-time programs, uh, Antonio Shelton from Penn State and uh, Daquan Newkirk from Auburn. Um, they both played a lot of snaps at their respective schools. Um, they, are they going to come in and be, you know, all SEC type performers? Likely not, but, you know, Florida struggled with depth along that defensive line last year and getting two, two, uh, quality D tackles like these guys, proven players is, uh, is a big deal. So that was a big one. And then their last guy they got was, uh, a kicker, Jace, Jace Chrisman. So, um, he, he was a three year starter at, uh, uh, Mississippi State before losing his job this year. Um, but he had three good years there. So. Um, that was a, could be a big pickup for them too. Yeah. Before, before I get to my winner, I did, I read a fact about the transfer portal, uh, how, you know, popular it's become that the average power five school now has an average of eight and a half players in the portal. Doesn't that just, how do you have half a player in the portal? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That would hurt, but doesn't that seem like a lot? (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. The group of five had less. That is quite a bit. Yeah. They were like six, a little over six. Interesting. But. Anyways, fun fact. All right, so so my one of my biggest winners was UCLA, the opposite coast. Ryan, um, they played they played a lot better than their record last year, and they've been playing a lot of youth under Chip Kelly. That youth is starting to develop, or you would think it's maturing, and this is a pivotal year for Chip Kelly. Um, so, with all these transfers coming in, the the Bruins, I would think, would be a contender. They're the the key cog or key transfer they got was a fo- former four-star running back, Zach Charbonnet from Michigan. Uh, he's a California kid coming home. 
he had 150 carries his freshman year, 11 touchdowns, highly productive, helps replace Demetric Felton, who they lost. They also got Ethan Garbers, the four-star quarterback transfer from Washington. He'll be, he's a freshman. Uh, he should help once DTR leaves or even provide some depth this upcoming season. They got uh, a wideout, Cam Brown from A&M. He was a four-star a couple years ago. A couple safeties to come in and help that defense. We obviously know the defense needs some help there. Uh, Cameron Johnson from North Texas should be a starter. So they, uh, they got a lot of good pieces. All right. My, uh, first team here is Oklahoma as I think I'm calling them Knoxville West now because they yeah. took some really good pieces from Tennessee. A lot of schools did, but they were the biggest beneficiary. So they have, uh, Eric Gray, the running back from Tennessee had over five yards per carry his two seasons there. And with Ramondre Stevenson and, and TJ Pledger gone, Gray should be able to take a lot of the carries, um, you know, pretty much most of the backup carries, I would assume that he's backing up Kennedy Brooks, but who knows? Maybe they'll kind of, uh, split the load there. And then you've got Wanya Morris, a five star, former five star offensive tackle, former freshman All American, apparently hasn't quite lived up to the five star hype, but is still very, very good. So that's, that's a big piece. Key Lawrence, a four star safety who has got playing time as a freshman last year and graded out well per pro football focus. And, that, so that's that's the three they got from Tennessee. They also lost a few guys, but really mostly from positions of strength. So nothing nothing too worrisome. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, let's go to my number two here. Uh, I got Florida State, so I'm staying uh, in the in the Florida in the Sunshine State oh, yeah. here. Uh, Mackenzie Milton, of course. Uh, you know, if he's healthy, uh, he's he's the biggest pickup we think uh, of all of all of them maybe here. So he was a big time player, of course. Uh, running back DJ Williams. Uh, from Auburn, he a uh, couple couple years ago he had over 400 yards as a freshman, uh, so he could come in and uh, help out the ground game. Wide receiver Andrew Parchment, he was uh, from Kansas, he had a 800 yards a couple years ago. They got a tackle from South Carolina, he had 32 tackles and a few sacks. A, trans, a linebacker from Georgia, he had five sacks. So then they got a few guys in the secondary. Florida State got a lot of transfers. All right, they are yeah, they, they might got, have you know a few transfers starting on that defense like four or five yeah it's uh this is a, a team that's definitely relying uh on that transfer portal this year and uh, we'll see if it works out i mean a lot of these guys are pretty proven playmakers but it's a it's a little different ball game when you switch squads so uh, it'll be interesting to see all right my next winner or at least they hope they're winners is penn state james franklin he's used the portal to his benefit in his time there in happy valley and this is another, it's another coach. It's a big year for him. So he might rely on some of these transfers to help, help, uh, get them back to where they, where they belong. One of the, the players, John Lovett from Baylor. He's a running back, transfers in, average five point over five yards per carry there. Also had, uh, about 20 receptions. So he's, he's a versatile back. They added a center from Harvard. It's making a very big leap, of course, to, from, from, uh, from Harvard to, to the Big Ten. But he did, he, he's graded out well by pro football focus. And we know that Penn State, they lost some talent on that front seven of the defense. So they added a tackle and a D end. And the end is from Temple, Arnold Ebikidi. And poor Temple, man, losing another great end. Yeah. Last year they lost Roche yeah. to Miami. Uh, but last year, I mean, he led the team in tackles, uh, tackles for loss. Sacks led the AAC in forced fumbles per game, so he he should be productive hopefully for the Nittany Lions. And then finally, they added a, a, 
a corner, John Dixon, who was a starter at South Carolina for most of his career as a, or I mean, most of his season as a sophomore. Okay. Uh, final team that has always been a winner in the transfer portal. Maybe not quite as much this year, but Miami. Um, and the, the big reason is they got Tyreek Stevenson, a, a cornerback from Georgia. And it's not a case where, you know, he, was not able to become a starter at Georgia or he wasn't going to see much, you know, see many snaps next year. He was going to be, he was a big piece for them. They're losing a lot of players and they could have used all the secondary pieces they could, they could get, but he's a Miami kid. He's going back home. Just kind of, uh, lucky, I guess, for Miami that that's yeah. the case. And then, uh, they got Charleston Rambo, the Oklahoma wide receiver who had a down year this year, but two years ago had over 700 yards. And, you know, if he returns to that form, then he could, you know, I, I would assume he'll, you know, likely be a starter at, at Miami. Yep. Yep. You would think. And then, uh, one more guy, DeAndre Johnson, uh, you know, not an amazing player, but an experienced linebacker from, from Tennessee. So there you go. Those are the winners. Who are the biggest losers from the transfer portal, Trey? We got one each. All right. Well. I was going to say Nebraska since they're a definite loser in the portal, but they're not really a top 25 team at this point. So I'm going to go with someone a little more, a little more relevant these days. And that's Auburn. Uh, of course they had some turnover with Gus Malzahn leaving and Brian Harson coming in, but they, they lost a lot of talent. Uh, big cat Bryant on the D line. He ended up, even though he went to Tennessee briefly, he, I'm counting it as an Auburn, Auburn loss now following his, his coach to UCF. They lost three former four-star running backs, but the biggest loss was Ryan, you mentioned him earlier, DJ Williams off to Florida State. Uh, highly productive in the, in his first couple years. And you also mentioned Newkirk, uh, the D lineman going to Florida. Um, he, it's just, they lost a, a good amount of production there. Outside line, linebacker, Octavius Brothers went to Purdue. And then you combine these losses though, with a much weaker than normal recruiting class, Harson he's got his work cut out. Yeah, it's always hard. I mean, those transition classes in general, and then losing guys with to transfer it. It seems like these days. I know. I think Bud Elliott has talked about this. It's it's harder for new coaches to to be successful. Um, okay, my loser is Virginia Tech. They they did have uh, you know a couple good additions they added Jordan Williams maybe their best addition on the on the D-line from Clemson he you know it's no shame losing your starting job on the D-line at Clemson he's still a very good player but they also but they did lose uh quarterback Hendon Hooker and and Quin- Quincy Patterson two very good quarterbacks so there is no depth there right <laughs> now um they've got Braxton Burmeister and and bunch of unproven players they also lost two really good starters on the offensive line to west virginia and louisville that was kind of the big strength of their team last year for virginia tech so that is brutal overall the the portal has been a a big net negative yeah your boys losing some steam yes sir uh a lot on this pod yeah no doubt uh all right finally the clear loser uh saving them the the worst (laughs) for last if you want to say that um Tennessee, uh, it is, it is rough. It's rough, guys. Uh, three quarterbacks gone, including Jarrett Garantano. Um, two good running backs, Ty Chandler, Eric Gray, they're gone. A couple of tight ends, a couple of wide receivers, Wanya Morris that you mentioned, uh, on the old line, went to OU, big loss. Um, and then another offensive lineman, Jameer Johnson's going to A&M. A couple D linemen, arguably their best overall player, Henry Toto, linebackers gone. 
hasn't picked place yet. Uh, and then a few other linebackers are gone. A couple of DBs are gone. Uh, just too many to name. So <laughs> just, yeah. you know, I mean, they're, they're starting from scratch. Uh, really, it's a tough, tough spot for Josh Heupel. Like you kind of mentioned, it's when you take over a new program, man, it's just like, oof. It they at least, they at least had a decent class, all things considered. Yeah. But, but yeah, the, the, it's amazing the exodus they had. Yeah. yeah. And they brought in, uh, Hendon Hooker from Tennessee, so, or from, right. uh, Virginia Tech. But, but yeah, overall, they obviously got gutted by the, the portal. And actually, Clemson this year had, you know, lost, you know, a few more guys than usual. Uh, yeah. especially depth on that defense is, is going to be hurt, but no one feels too bad for Clemson. No. <laughs> Um, but Dabo, he's, he said that he has signaled that he's going to start using the portal because of course he really, has he taken anyone in, in the transfer portal? If he has, so. it's like, they're, yeah, literally they're nobody. Flirting. Yeah. So he'll, he'll start doing that, which why not? I mean, I, I don't think, obviously, who am I to tell Dabo what to do? He's been yeah. pretty successful with what he's been doing, but I got to think you can still keep your culture. You can have your kind of guys and bring in, you know, two or three positions of need yeah and, and not to mention they would see. get they would probably get the cream of the crop in terms of the transfers coming in so yeah they can yeah, be pretty exactly. selective and you see that with uh Saban. Saban has also taken very few transfers since he's been at bama but uh they're going hard after i think henry to'o to'o i think they're the favorite for him right now last i heard so that would uh yeah. that would be not fair yeah um okay so next question that kind of leads us to our next question of you know, Clemson and, and Alabama not using the transfer portal very much, but which teams are relying the most on the transfer portal this year? And I'll go with an obvious one first, and it's Texas State because they signed zero high school prospects so far. There's still time, apparently. Um, got a longer deadline this year. They could bring in a couple high schoolers, but they took one JUCO and 10 transfers from, from various levels, <laughs> mostly FBS, but uh, their head coach, Jake Spavital, he said they sent out like a hundred plus offers to, to high school kids and they just couldn't get commitments from the guys they wanted, which I don't know. I mean, that's a little hard to believe. I mean, maybe they were shooting too high or something, but yeah, I'm sure if they wanted to bring in several high schoolers, they could have. You just, you know, I guess go lower on the, the totem pole, but they, they went the transfer route and hopefully it'll help them be competitive in 2021. They were two and 10 this past year, but. They were, they had some bad luck in close games. I think they were a little bit better than their record. So if some of these transfers can help, you know, some of them from power five schools, I could see four, maybe five wins this year. I, it's not setting up for long-term success, but, um, you know, no. maybe this next couple of years here, uh, which I guess would be, you know, good enough for them. Uh, all right, let's go to my squad here. I got, uh, we're going to mention UCLA here again, kind of like Trey did. Uh, he, he kind of mentioned a long list of guys there. You know, Ethan Garber, Zach Charbonnet, you mentioned those guys, and Cam Brown. So some some key guys on offense that are going to have to play important roles for him. Um, Garber's maybe not so necessarily this year, um, but I would be surprised if, if you didn't see some snaps at least at some point. Um, on the defensive side, they got a couple guys, uh, linebacker Ali Caho from, from Bama, and then you mentioned uh, Cameron Johnson in the secondary. Another, another guy from uh, Notre Dame in the secondary as well, so key pieces that they're expecting to, to get going right away. So they are definitely relying on, uh, on some, on those guys. Yep. I'll stay in the pac 12 and a little bit off the radar, but Arizona. And the reason I bring them up though, is because they have 10 guys at this point that they're bringing in, which if I looked correctly is the most in, of the power five 
schools. Uh, Jeff Fish, he's coming in for Sumlin and just going the transfer route. Uh, loses Ganell to transfer, but brings in three quarterbacks. Cruz and McLeod are kind of the notable ones that will, will vie for, vie for time. Drake Anderson was a productive running back for Northwestern. He's going to be there. And they're looking for, for some help on defense, of course. They bring in two linebackers, a safety, and a corner. So kind of all their, all levels. And their highest rated transfer of, of everyone they took is a linebacker, Trayshawn Hayward from Western Michigan, actually. So expect to see him kind of contribute and be a, a vital piece to the Arizona desert swarm old school off defense if, if they can ever regain that form. And then they got a safety from Northwestern gunner Maldonado. So it'll be interesting to, to see how the transfers pan out in terms of on-field success compared to what Kevin Sumlin had. Yep. And then just one more to add on and kind of an obvious one. We already talked about them, but Florida state, of course, they're going to be relying on the, a big group of transfers to, you know, try and get some forward momentum. Obviously FSU, Mike Norvell's under some big pressure to, you know, at least make a, I wouldn't say at least, but making a bowl game would be a good step forward for yep. yeah, the oh, yeah. this year. All right. Um, so before we get to our next question, I uh, just want to let everyone know we released a YouTube only episode ranking the 10 worst logos in college football. So go and check that out. And if you haven't already, we last week did the 10 best logos. Uh, so you can watch that as well. And in a few days, we are going to have an episode where we um, rank the top five transfer quarterbacks uh, just for 2021. So not necessarily looking forward into into future years, but uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers. We're kind of stuck in the 700. So if you like our content, we'd really appreciate that. Uh, but next question, which transfer do you think is the most underrated? Uh, Michael, I'm going to go with uh, a, a USC guy here. Uh, former CU buff, uh, Katie Nixon, the wide receiver, okay. um, played, played a, a lot of football, uh, there in Boulder. Uh, sophomore and junior years, he had over 1,100 yards and, and seven touchdowns. Smaller guy, uh, he's like five eight. You know, he's not a you know, one of these big type, big bodied guys that USC tends to have on on the outside. Um, I think he's going to fit in well though with Graham Harrell's uh, air raid attack. You know, of course, you got um, some some bigger guys coming back on the uh, in that receiver room with Drake London and Brew McCoy. Uh, so pair him up with uh, you know those two guys. And it seems like a pretty nice little trio that they're going to have. Um, uh, on the outside. So I think he's going to fit in well. I think he'll have a, a really productive year there for, for USC. And it's just not getting much notoriety that I've heard of really. So I think it's a good mm-hmm. pickup. Yeah. USC had a, a few good transfers and I didn't take a ton of guys, but yeah, you know, I got a guy from D lineman from Alabama, uh safety from Texas. So hopefully that works out. Didn't you get Keontae Ingram too? The running yeah, back. That's right. Yeah. There you go. Running back from Texas. Um, all right. So which, uh, which which did you go with, Trey? Tate Martell. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not. <laughs> uh, He's going to UNLV, right? He's going uh, back to Vegas. Is I that confirmed? It, it was. It was I didn't think it was not confirmed. I don't know. It looked like that was where he was going to go. But yeah, watch out for him. No, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go. Actually, we Michael, you briefly mentioned him earlier. TJ Pledger from Oklahoma to Utah. Uh, Utah, obviously, they needed a running back, of course, after losing Ty Jordan tragically. But if you look pure football-wise, Utah proved that they can have a strong running game, and they usually do. Uh, you know, Moss a couple years ago, Jordan. 
Uh, and Pledger is coming off a year where he had 95 carries, almost five yards per, added a few receptions. He could fit in nicely uh, with the Utes. Okay, I went with uh, Jordan Strawn, edge rusher from Georgia State going to South Carolina, and he had zero career sacks going into last year. His junior season ended up leading the nation with 10 and a half sacks, just crazy kind of coming out of nowhere. But, uh, yeah, he's going to South Carolina for Shane Beaver, Beamer, so that's big. <laughs> they lost a lot of guys on both sides of the ball, so they need all the help they can get. Yeah. What did you guys, what did you guys think of Alan Bowman? Going to Michigan. If I had to bet right now, I would bet that he doesn't start. Obviously, he'll be in the race. Think but McNamara um, or yeah, I would I would predict McNamara. But I mean Bowman, he's got a chance. He he his freshman year when uh, when Kingsbury was still there, it was a very good year. Yeah. Yep. Last two years, obviously injuries have played a Lots factor, which that's that's a concern going forward. But yeah. even when he played, like he wasn't that great the last couple of years so that that kind of worries me yeah like jeff duffy came in and practically outplayed him right yeah mm-hmm. I don't, so. yeah it'll be interesting like kind of like you know when they got shea patterson and you, you just you, you kind of got the feeling that harbaugh didn't quite get the most out of shea patterson or at least what we had anticipated but bowman's got a few years left i don't know it'd be it'll be interesting i think he's when he when he was good he's he's not bad so it'll be be good yeah it, it'll yeah. be interesting to see yep um, okay, so how about who are the top players still left in the portal? Okay, well, we've we've brought him up before, but Eric Gilbert, number one tight end recruit last year, played played at LSU. This offseason looked like he was going to Florida, ended up pulling out of that. Now he's on the on the market, but he had a, a good freshman year, especially considering the LSU's offense wasn't all that great. Thirty five catches. Um, and you, you actually, going back to the Florida thing, you thought he would kind of fit in nicely considering the year that Kyle Pitts had. Uh, granted, he oh, wouldn't yeah. have Kyle Trash throw into him, but, but still, Mullen would, would work him well into that offense. So, not the right fit for him, but he's gotta be the most coveted player in the portal right now. And it'll be interesting to see where he goes, cause like in his initial high school recruitment, Georgia was a major favorite. He visited Clemson a bunch. Uh, it's just gonna be fascinating to see where he lands. Agreed. It's I don't know what's what's going on. Why why it didn't work out at Florida, but yeah, we'll be whoever gets them. That's a, a monster get. Um, I'm gonna go with a recent addition to the portal, Darian Kendrick, the cornerback yeah. from Clemson, just got dismissed from the team, uh, but not because of the way he played on the field. He was on all ACC teams the, the past couple years, and just another guy that everyone's gonna want. I want to say. It looks like I saw the list that he might be considering. It's a lot of teams in the southeast. I think Alabama was on the list, so that would, uh, you know. Wow. <laughs> if they got him wow. and Henry To'o To'o, that'd be crazy. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, speaking of Henry To'o To'o, he is yeah. the, the, the my guy. Uh, I mean, 140 tackles the past couple of years, 12 and a half for loss. I mean, he's just all over the place. He's a great linebacker, um, you know, played right out of the get-go for, as a freshman there at Tennessee, big-time recruit. I mean, everybody wants him. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's from our neck of the woods, you know, Northern California, but Concord De La Salle powerhouse football program there. But I mean, you know, he is just a stud. So yeah. whoever gets him, which maybe it sounds like Bama has a, has a legit shot. I mean, they're getting a big time player. Alrighty. Uh, that does it for the, the transfer talk here, but we've got one piece of news that, uh, just came out. Les Miles is out at Kansas after sexual harassment allegations at LSU, of course, recently came out, and obviously it was very clear he had to go. Any thoughts on on where Kansas goes from here? 
you know, they, they, they have some options, uh, you know, surprisingly. I mean, it's maybe not cream of the crop guys, but, uh, there's definitely some, some, some guys that would make sense. And I think Kansas would be pretty excited about, um, Lance Leopold is the name that's being thrown out there. Um, I mean, they would go to the Buffalo well again after, uh, <laughs> Harry Turner Gill. <laughs> Turner Gill there from about a decade ago. That didn't work out very well, but, um, I'm not sure Leopold would take that. You know, I, I gotta be honest with you. Um, seems like he's got a pretty I've good. I've read that there's interest apparently, at least rumors really? that he is interested, but I, yeah, I don't know. That seems like an interesting one. That would be a pay raise, for, for so. Him. Yeah, but. I, yeah, I, I guess so. You definitely get a pay raise, but you know, I guess that, that means something, but I feel like you could wait, but you never know. Uh, then, uh, what Troy Calhoun's being thrown out there. Uh, a guy that I actually think could make sense and I think would on both sides would be Craig Bull, uh, Wyoming's head coach. Uh, not exactly wouldn't be a, a sexy hire, but, um, could bring a, maybe a stability. Um, obviously he did well at North Dakota State and has turned Wyoming into a solid, Mountain West program. So just a few guys there, um, that I'll, that I'll throw out there. Yeah. The Jayhawks, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, t- it's a tough gig, but Leopold seems to me like the, the guy, but Jeff Munkin also being thrown out. People just love when you, when you've got a, a seller team, they love to yeah. kind of go the option route. And I don't know. I mean, and I'm, I'm not against it. Like Munkin's a great coach and maybe it could work. Uh, but he's got, he's got a good, good gig at Army. He's doing well. And I just don't know. Maybe if Kansas would want to go to a more of a, the opposite where just like go completely fun and gun that style of offense as opposed to the slow down option to, to get the fan base excited. Yeah. I mean, I guess the path to wins, like the most, I guess, sure path to some wins does seem like the option. Um, and I know, like you said, people are, are always in favor of that. I guess I just, maybe it's just a, a bias in me. I know this is probably sacrilegious to say, but I wouldn't want my team running the option. Let's say that. Wow. It's just, it would be a little boring to me. I know as a Nebraska fan, that's kind of weird to say. <laughs> yeah. But. If I was Kansas, I would though. You, I, would. you know, just, just b- well, based off of the reality of the program, like, it's just not going to happen with going toe to toe in the same strategy as, you know, the big boys. So how about like an in-between? Because I, I would like a more fun type of option. Obviously, you know, the dream would be something like what Coastal Carolina is running, but like Willie Fritz from Tulane. Yeah. Like that is not a boring offense at, at all. I know people wouldn't agree with me that Army's offense is boring, but I, you know, it's a nice novelty, but I think if I was watching that every week, I might get a little tired of it. But Tulane, a little more exciting. So I, I, I feel like Willie Fritz would be a solid, solid hire. Um, yeah. Or Trey, if you're going kind of the explosive offense route than Sean Lewis from Kent State, I think yeah. would be a home run hire. He's done a great job there. Young yeah. guy, maybe the highest ceiling of of the bunch. Indeed. Tough spot. Tough spot for whoever takes it. It is. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of the College Football Bros podcast. Uh, again, remember to check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash college football bros. Got multiple episodes coming out there this week, and we will talk to you on this podcast next week. You've been listening to the college football bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to college football bros at gmail.com to keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at college football bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros.
Thanks for listening.